0: All right, welcome y'all to another podcast episode, Balanjai's Radically Owning Your Career. Uh, I know you're here because you're ready to own your career for sure. And I know that there's a fine balance to feeling like you own your career, especially if you're working in places like corporate America, you know, you're working for someone else. And as I have continued to progress in my career, you know, I've continued to learn that owning your mental health um, or as Brianna will tell you in just a bit, owning your mental wellness is really important to feeling like you own your career. And once, once the line starts to really blur and feel like you're not owning your mental health, it's really hard to feel like you're owning your career as well and vice versa. So today you're going to want to stay tuned If you want to get some perspective from a therapist on what it means to really find the balance between the two, Um, and if you're looking to, to understand maybe if it's time to refresh and get some perspective on that, this is a good episode to really listen to. So before I go any further, I'd like to introduce my wonderful, beautiful guest, uh, Brianna Plummer, who is actually also my beautiful, brilliant sister. And uh, Brie, tell them a little bit about who you are and who you serve.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Excited to be here. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I have been working in the realm of trauma-informed wellness for about two and a half years now. But my career in social work actually began when I was about 20 years old. Um, And I actually was able to become a therapist so young because I've always been so driven um, and sure about wanting to help others. yes definitely you you
0: have always had this heart of how do i support how do i help people in the community and i have really enjoyed seeing your journey as you have helped many different communities those people who have been impacted by sexual trauma to, you know, youth who have been, um, who are looking, you're looking to prevent them from, you know, having some type of, um, you know, lack of support in their communities. So your experience has really ranged the gamut. Um, And I know you feel passionate about people who help people. (laughs) And so that is like my community, right? You know, in the people who are in the HR space, people who are looking to come into the HR space. And so, you know, helping others comes with a different level of even self-care and and wanting to connect to your own mental wellness. So with that, how about you um, share a little bit about, you know, what, what it means to own your mental health. And I say mental health, But I know you have an opinion on on that word. So tell us more about um, what it means to own your mental health and how you would describe that for people.
1: Yeah, so owning your mental health to me means knowing your triggers, if you have any. It means knowing when it's time for you to take a step back, whether it's from social activities or work, if need be. Um, Owning your mental health means to me being able to tell your support system, hey, I'm going through this right now and I really need some extra support Um, and being able to actually receive that um, support is so helpful. Um, But again, knowing when to take a step back can look very different for many different people. Um, I know personally, I knew it was time for me to take a step back from work when um, I wasn't really managing my hair anymore. (laughs) Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's so real for people, right? You know, one of the first signs is not taking care of yourself.
1: (laughs) Yes, so true. Um, And just to further that, from a cultural perspective, as a black woman, we always keep our hair done, Uh, whether it be braids, twist style, ponytails, or even a natural fro with a headband. I mean, just right. something. But um, yeah, one day um I rolled up into work and I had on a scarf and I like, I knew I had the scarf on and I was like, okay, I'm just going to really shoot to the bathroom really quick as soon as I get in the building. Um, But, you know, I did get a couple of my coworkers uh, saw me, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) And it was just so embarrassing. And I'm like, girl, you know, hindsight, I was like, well, why didn't you do your hair in the car? Why didn't you just do it at home? Right. You know, what was it that made you think it was okay to... (laughs) Do it in the bathroom at work. So um, just reflecting, you know, once I actually had a moment to reflect, um, I realized like, yeah, I was just doing some crazy things and um, uh, I needed to uh, figure out, you know, what's missing um, from this puzzle for me to feel more complete and to put my self-care at the forefront. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I took a step back. I was also a caregiver at the time for my grandmother to mention that as well. Um, so trying to care for myself, caring for my grandmother and also caring for, um, my son. So, um, I had a lot going on and when I did take that step back again, I was able to realize where, um, I was lacking and, um, I was able to fill those voids.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, you bring up a lot, right? Because, I mean, especially there's so many things to impact there. I mean, one, being a Black woman, right? You know, and then also a caregiver. And especially we, we are... Uh, millennials right and a lot of millennials now are going through this stage where they are raising young children and also being a caregiver to older people especially in their vicinity uh, proximity um, because that's part of where where we are and you know what you share is you saw your mental health starting to there was an impact there and immediately right you know the first place that you you started to feel different was at work, right? So you're walking into the building and you know you're not yourself. Um, yeah, so how how did it start to impact your, you know, feeling like you were owning your career or feeling like you were, you know, flourishing in, in your career?
1: Yeah, well, um, so after having that first break, um, leaving the police department, I was working as a crisis social worker for survivors of crime in the city of Detroit. Um, So working with pretty heavy stuff on a daily basis. Um, After two and a half years, I did decide to leave. Um, I was not employed for a while, (laughs) about six (laughs) months. Um, But thankfully, uh, my, my support system showed up and showed out for me um so i did eventually get a job at the beginning of 2022 and i actually began working with a population that i had no desire to work with um up until that point in my career which was children i had worked with adults with developmental disabilities i had done case management for pregnant mothers um again working with survivors of crime something uh, very heavy um mm-hmm. you know but transitioning to working with youth um i was highly intimidated i was like work with kids <laughs> <laughs> how do i do that you know but just again you know, working in roles where um, you it does require so much of you, sometimes you don't realize your own capabilities because you're so used to doing the same thing over and over again. Um, I feel like you, it's kind of hard to realize like, oh, I am managing um, several different tasks at once and helping people overcome their struggles and things, um, you know, and you just have to apply those skills to a different population. Um, it just kind of, can be intimidating for a social worker
0: yeah and so you you know you saw that impact pretty quickly and so that's why you decided to take a break which is good for you because <laughs> a lot yeah. of people feel like they can't take that break um and you know you move it, it, you moved on into a whole different role that actually worked out really well for you right and you enjoyed it it was a different population totally different uh it's and it's because you made that change you made that
1: leap Yeah, I took that leap. Um, so I was afforded many different opportunities, um, taking on this new role. I was able to work virtual. Um, I was able to work with parent groups. Um, I was able to work in the realm of community advocacy and, um, community building as far as um, creating partnerships for the organization um, with other organizations with aligned Missions. Um, So, again, it was a very versatile experience. And not only that, um, I ended up receiving a promotion in this role, which was Mm -hmm. the first promotion of my career. Um, So that was really exciting. Um, I was promoted to program manager um, at the beginning of 2023. So, um, yeah, I had a lot of of growth during that process.
0: That's fantastic. And I just want to pause right there. Right. Pause for the promotion, um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you you made that leap. You made that change. And not only did you get the rest that you needed, not only did you take the break that you deserved, but then yeah. you came out on the other side with, you know, there's there's many ways that success, what success looks like for different people, and for you, you know, this translated into a promotion. So, uh, congrats, boo! <laughs> that's yes, awesome. Thank you
1: so much. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> I do. I want to go back a little bit though, and talk about, you know, you, when you talked about, you know, you you first started to understand or or notice like you weren't taking care of your your hair, right? And as a black woman, that's one of the first signs. But I'd love to talk to other people, right, who might, there might be other signs that you saw for yourself or just in general, you know, again, as a therapist, what are some of the signs when you, when people might want to start thinking about um, a break?
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely uh, <laughs> being overwhelmed. Um, if you're going about your day and you're feeling like, how am I going to manage this? Um, You're probably overwhelming yourself with a lot at once. Um, And that's actually a stress reaction. Um, You can experience that um, if you're so used to being in that type of environment and um, being in that type of routine to where you're trying to cram a lot in at once. Um, Also, Change in sleeping habits, a change in your eating habits, a change in your motivation. Um, you're not enjoying the things you used to enjoy. Maybe you used to skate or bike ride or sew or knit um, or play basketball, something of that nature, and you don't do it anymore. Um, definitely if you're engaging in habits such as alcohol consumption um, or other consumption as far as recreational marijuana um, or opioids and um, different types of prescription medications. Um, If you're indulging in those things, that could be a sign as well that you may need to take a step back from your role and focus on your mental health. Um, Because sometimes when people are facing addiction with substances, they feel like the substance makes them better (laughs) and in the long run, it really causes more damage. Um, So just noticing, you know, what's going on with me? Have I been myself lately? Um, Have I been taking care of myself lately? Sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're in a leadership role or you are a caregiver, it can feel guilty to take time for yourself. Um, You know, mom guilt. That's one way we could look at it. Um, But you should not feel guilty for taking care of yourself. That's also a response to trauma, Um, feeling guilty for putting your needs first. So um, we could get really deep into that, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. I know there's a lot of places to go. Right. And I think, you know, one thing to say, well, you know, you're listening from a licensed therapist, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling some of these things that Brianna is calling out, um, definitely it might be time to consider, you know, can I, can I seek out a, a therapist just to, just to get an evaluation, right. If you're, if you are feeling some of those, those things for sure. So I want to spill into, you know, this idea or concept, right? So if, if you don't, there, there's this like you know chicken and the egg kind of thing that I want my audience to learn about today. And like, if you're not owning your men- feeling like you're owning your mental health, or or things are unraveling, there's there's really no way you can kind of feel like you know, or it'd be really challenging to feel like you're owning your career. And mm-hmm. vice versa, if you if you don't feel like you have ownership in your career, if you don't feel like you know you feel autonomous, you don't feel excited, you don't feel joy in your career, that also can spill over into your your mental health. And mm-hmm. so. You know, going to you know to the to the career ownership of your career piece. You know, what does it mean to you uh, to actually feel like you are owning your career?
1: Yes. Um, so for me, that means flexibility um, in my schedule. Um, for me, owning my career also means just following my desires and my passions, um, and not being held back. You know, by the regular nine to five lifestyle. Um, Aside from being a social worker, I've also pursued entrepreneurial endeavors Um, and to me that is part of my career Um, because I am a macro social worker, um, you know entrepreneurship kind of aligns with my passions a lot, Um, and just to break that down for a moment. I am a licensed clinical social worker, but I am also a trained macro social worker. Um, And the difference in that is clinical social workers basically do therapy majority um, of the time um, during their working hours and macro social workers perform tasks more like advocacy, um, policy development, uh, research and things of that nature. Um, so you may hear me refer to myself as a clinical or a macro social worker, but really, I'm both. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: <about> a boo.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and again, I mean, that just, uh, again, speaks to owning my career. Like I'm not fitting into a box, you know. Um, mm hmm. Yeah, you know, because people think social workers are these little meek women or men, you know, who are so quiet and, you know, we just do therapy or we work in foster care or child abuse. Um, but there's so many different realms social workers can work in. The NFL hires social workers. I mean, the sky's the limit, you know. So when it comes to innovation with um, social work, I believe that um, it's a lot of different opportunities available in people should really seek them
0: oh also listen to that passion come out okay Mm -hmm. if you're interested in social work a little plug reach out to Bree. she'll give you all the possibilities (laughs) the opportunities (laughs) Yes. And uh, there's so many things I can pull out there too, because, you know, again, for my community, I'm all about owning your career and being just being radically you. And so honoring what's radically you means sometimes being a little innovative and um, thinking outside of the box and designing a career that makes sense to you. So, you know, if, if at a, if you, when you get to a point When you don't feel like you are just getting joy, that you are being heard in your career, that you're feeling stuck, and that word stuck is so important, because once you start to feel stuck, that's when some of the mental health, I think, can start to kick in, right? Because you feel like you don't have alternatives, you feel frustrated, you feel like there's nothing else you can do, Um, and then it really can just spiral from there, right? And so, you know, I implore you if you are in any any realm of the spectrum, right, where you're starting to get those little itches or feelings where you don't feel like you're, you're really having full ownership or going in a route that you like. Then it's time to as Bree said earlier, you know, just taking a step back and, and starting to reflect, okay, well, what do I want? Where are the gaps? You know, what do I want to see that's different? And then if you are on the other spectrum <laughs> where you're like, I know I'm full blown burnt out, then you know, this is your sign that you, you probably need to take some action today. And whether that's seeking a therapist or, you know, asking for the time off that you deserve, then then then, you know, we implore you to to do that. So Anything else you would add to that or what, what as a licensed therapist, what else do you think is important for people to really know about their mental health?
1: Yeah, well, um, your mental health is tied to your physical health. Um, and I know that People have been pushing that a lot within the last few years, but it's really true. Um, and coming from the standpoint of a therapist, but also a person who has struggled with their own mental health concerns, um, exercise really is important um, and it can really improve your mood and just your whole mindset. Um, so when it comes to investments, making investments in your mental health, you know don't be afraid to Um, carve out 30 minutes in your day to exercise if that's where you're at um, in your life right now, in your lifestyle. Uh, Maybe committing to your wellness looks like going to get a gym membership um, if you can afford it. You know, I encourage people to take care of their mental wellness according to their needs, of course, because everybody's Um, Needs are different based off cultural differences, financial differences, and things of that nature. Um, But again, invest in yourself, invest in your mental health and wellness, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and I encourage my ladies <laughs> to dig deeper than just a self care day. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> one, one massage ain't gonna fix it all. <laughs> seriously, okay, seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then there are also a crisis support lines that people can access that I feel like people really should take advantage of. Um, and one of the most widely known is nine eight eight that's the national lifeline that people can text or call. Um, But a lot of local areas and um, community health departments have created their own support lines as well. Um, They were really popular during COVID, uh, but they do still exist. So um, there may be one in your area where there's a different number, but 988 for sure is national for uh, the United States.
0: Oh, fantastic. Love the resources. Oh, yes. And we forgot to unpack, girl, um, going back to mental. I've been saying mental health, but I know you have shared with me, you know, mental wellness. So what what's the difference?
1: Yeah, So mental health um, coming from a therapist perspective really um, speaks more to having a mental health diagnosis. Um, so that could mean meeting the clinical criteria for depression, anxiety, PTSD, things of that nature, where mental wellness is more termed to, um, speak to the needs of people taking care of their mental health before they reach the point of a diagnosis. Mm Um, so I just like to make that distinction, um, just because, um, you know it is a difference you know you may not have a mental health diagnosis um, but we all have mental wellness and well-being and we should maintain that
0: yes I that's great um, a good distinction to think about right um, as you continue on in your your own journeys of your mental wellness um, and as we start to kind of close out for today what You know, my community, we talk a lot about being balanced, right? That's the name of my organization, my company. And so that really means there's this wonderful intersection, I believe, once you start to do the things that give you energy, right? So, you know, taking care of your mental wellness, feeling like you're owning your career, then you'll feel a little bit more balanced and not out of whack, right? And not feeling like, oh, you know, my energy is drained when I do this, or I don't feel like myself. So I would love for you to share with my community um, what what do you do to feel balanced in your own life and career?
1: Yes, um, so I customize my work experience. If I can (laughs) every day. Um, And what that looks like for me is if I need to take my yoga mat to work with me, then I'll do that. Um, If I wanna have tea versus coffee, then I'll do that. Um, You know, if I have an office space where, you know, um, I can bring in a coffee maker, then I'll do that. Um, But I always try to tend to my personal care needs um, while I'm at work. And just being able to fit that in through my workday. I feel balanced. (laughs) I feel like I have work-life harmony. Like, I feel like I'm taking care of myself. I feel like I am putting myself first. Um, So when I don't take time throughout my work day to take care of myself, I honestly feel like I'm doing myself an injustice and I don't feel as good. So... Um, I encourage everyone to take time to take care of yourself during your work day. Um, And that does not include your lunch break. You know, your lunch break is for you to nourish your body, um, not do yoga. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but if you want to fit some yoga into your day, you know, maybe that's something you could talk to your supervisor about if your work is flexible. But I know some people work at factories. You know, some people literally cannot. Have that type of lifestyle, or are mm-hmm. not, not afforded those types of pleasures. Um, so, just to throw out some more examples, if you do have that type of lifestyle, um, maybe you could listen to something while you're working, if you can, um, or maybe you can um, recite affirmations. You know, if you know if that's the most you can do for yourself mm-hmm. during the day. Um, so, yeah, just some tips.
0: Oh, some wonderful suggestions, and I think. You know what resonates with me the most is customize your day, and it's going to look very different to each person. Like you said, there are some people who work in factories. There are people who work in hospitals. There's, you know, there's so many different things that you're you're working towards, right? And you know, even in HR, if you're working uh, in in a factory yourself or Supporting a a manufacturing organization or others, it can be hard. Or even in retail, where I used to work, it was so hard Mm -hmm. to take a break. I mean, you were on call pretty much your whole 12 to 14-hour shift. And it was hard to get a moment for yourself because there are always things going on. But the days that you do try to find or customize what makes most sense to you or making sure you're able to prioritize it before or after work, or whatever the case may be, you know, again, you're going to continue to feel that harmony, to to feel that balance, and to feel re-energized, because honestly, at the end of the day, if you're going to a 14-hour shift, and you're not doing any of that, you're going to, con- it's, it's just going to spiral, right, at some point. Your, your body is just going to take note of all the stress that is put on it on a day-to-day basis. And eventually we'll catch up with you. So uh, Mm -hmm. some good suggestions. Thank you so much for those. and just because, right? You are a therapist, and um, I'm a big advocate of therapy. I started to, to do therapy last year, um, and I just think it's it's just such an important piece around owning your career, owning your mental wellness. If there's someone that's on the fence about therapy, Brie,
1: what what would you mm-hmm. tell them? Oh, uh, okay. I have a lot to say about that. Um. <laughs> go go <girl, laughs> go for it. We got time. <laughs> Yes. If you're thinking about going to therapy, seek the help you need. And what that can look like is getting on Google, putting in therapists and your zip code, or it can look like grabbing your health insurance card, calling the number on the back of that card and working through the steps of finding a therapist Um, or a licensed counselor. They help as well. Um, I want people to know that you can receive therapy from many different professionals. Um, Psychiatrists usually prescribe medication, but some people can get therapy from a psychiatrist. Um, But people most commonly get therapy from licensed counselors or licensed master social workers, um, licensed clinical social workers. It's a lot of different terms that people can go by. Um, But the point of the matter is make sure you're getting the assistance that fits your needs because I've had personally four therapists and um the one I'm working with now is the best fit I've ever had so I encourage you if you are in therapy and you don't feel like your therapist is a good fit seek a new therapist Mm -hmm. um and that in itself can be intimidating you know (laughs) yeah but, yes, but but don't
0: let it stop you, right? I mean, it's just like yeah. anything—finding a good doctor, finding, you know, a good coach. I mean, you know, you'll you'll go through many managers through your life, and some fit, some don't. So yes. you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's just part of the process. Um, but it mm-hmm. shouldn't, um, you know, deter you from getting the help you 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 need, and and again, that you absolutely deserve. Um, yeah. Sorry, were you gonna say add something else there?
1: just look on Psychology Today. That is a great um, place to look for a therapist. Um, so no plugs, no association, no connection. <laughs> but- <laughs> okay. Yes, but it's
0: a good good resource, that's for sure. And then for my, for my HR people out there, right, um, or those who aspire to be in HR, um, there's also employee assistance programs, right? And I, you know, I would want to do a poll one day just to see how many of my human resources professionals have actually utilized it, right? Because again, we are so busy taking care of others that it's it's not always a priority to take care of ourselves in the workplace and outside of the workplace. Um, but if you are in the community and you have not used your EAP, Uh, again, now might be a sign that you might want to just go ahead and and try it out. It's great. Usually a lot of companies have free sessions available to you. I've seen anywhere from six to 25 sessions that are free and you can change your therapist, no no strings attached and start your sessions over. I mean, there's a lot of great benefits, especially, you know, if you're working for Fortune 500 companies and other, you know, reputable organizations that have these uh, really robust, Uh, medical programs that a lot of people just don't take full advantage of. So that's my plug. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, in summary, you know, I would share, you know, defining what owning your career means to you is really important, as well as defining what your mental wellness looks like also. And if there's a gap in either of those, you feel like a loss of control, you feel like you're not taking care of yourself. uh, It's time to reflect and see what you want. To change, Um, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you've been thinking about therapy, that that is an option. If if you're not quite there yet, also Mm -hmm. considering a coach might be helpful. um, Because I know I have a coach, and she also has helped me through challenges. And you know, meant that my therapist may not have been the good fit for. So those are those are definitely good options there. But any final party words you want to leave with the people (laughs) before we go?
1: um don't let stigma stop you you know get the help you need and be proud about it you know there's nothing wrong with seeking therapy so
0: yeah seek therapy seek help and don't don't let the stigma stop you I I love all of that well thank you Brie so much for all you have uh shared with us today great knowledge especially for my HR communities and anyone else. where where can the people connect with you Brie?
1: Yes, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I will be dropping some information soon about how to join my community for Holistic Healers. Um, It will be a laid-back community, nothing too professional, um, but it will definitely be a place for... Professionals to get the help they need as far as their self care accountability. Um, so be sure to follow me on Instagram as CEO BP 94 and be on the lookout for those updates.
0: Okay, fantastic. And if you're listening, you'll want to stay tuned because I am going to be sharing soon about a time when I needed to take a break from HR and I had to seek my own mental well wellness and health journey um, and, and and get the help that I needed. So if you're listening along, you're going to want to stay tuned because I'm going to be sharing all the deets of that, that journey. Thank you so much, Bree. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.